Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus one degree in Edmonton, six degrees in Calgary, minus four degrees in Saskatoon, and six degrees in Toronto. Nice work. What about uh, Winnipeg? Thanks, Evie. Leave her alone, dude. I know. <laughs> I'm just looking here, and um, we've got a uh, Manitoba happens to be our fourth most popular province. No way. Yep. Has anybody in Manitoba For this year, at least. ever spoken up that they're listening? Well, it's about time. <laughs> Speak up. Uh, and uh, Saskatchewan is fifth. Nice. Had lots of chats about Saskatchewan yesterday. Um, on our free real estate investing masters Facebook group there, and mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out why there's zero community there. Um, and what's the answer? No, still figuring it out. Anyways, uh, we broadcast live uh, every day, Monday through Friday at six a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. You can come join the live show or you can listen to the recording afterwards. But, the you know, there is the opportunity to come and listen to the live show. Um, all you got to do is download that app, Podbean. Come be a part of it. You can be in the chat. There's a call-in button. You can ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free. We'll answer them every day. Or sometimes we'll we'll write them down and we'll answer them the next day. <laughs> uh, just, it really depends on the day, but you're going to get your questions answered regardless for free, which is the most important part. You know, like I, free coaching is does not exist. Not not without not without a catch, yeah. right? Not without some string attached to it. But this this is this is the stringless um, free coaching. <laughs> so no I, strings attached. <laughs> Uh, so I'd like to thank everybody who's joining us live today. Isn't that, isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, and I'd like to thank everyone who's listening to the recordings. Uh, a bunch of live people I can see here today. Um, li- li- uh, who are they? <laughs> well, the first person I see because I, I'm, I, I get beat. Who's first on your list? Johnny. John. John. JD. John. <laughs> JD. Good morning, JD. Good morning, Listina, Eric, Scotty. Good morning, Josh and Nathan. We have Romeo. He's he's digging the show. He keeps coming back. Uh, do Nathan and Emily same thing? Do they listen from separate rooms? Do they do they listen on their phones with headphones on next to each other, or did they are they the cutie the cutie pies who sh- who share one one you know one one end of the headphones? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good morning, Garrett, Patrick, Chastin. Good morning, Philip. We have Matt. Good morning, Matt and Hi, Cody. Matt. Hi, Cody. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. And Alan. Okay, now I feel obligated to say hi to everyone. Hi, Alan. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> Good morning, Kyle and from Kirsten Tyson. Kyle from Saskatoon. Kyle from Saskatoon. Wait, is Kyle from Saskatoon? Mm, <laughs> uh, uh, no. no. Kyle from Saskatchewan. <laughs> you keep uh, just making everybody be from Saskatoon. Uh, you know, who else is here? Um, good morning, Taylor. Hola, she says. Good morning, Denis. Okay, Kyle is Saskatoon. Nathan says, different phones in different rooms of our place. They do not want anything to do with each other in the morning show. Flintstones. <laughs> um, and, uh, JD is anxiously waiting to see who's going to win today's chess match over breakfast later. Oh, wow. Y you uh, you don't even know. I didn't talk to you about that. What? Um, the amount of people that reached out to me. And to what? Congratulate you? <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, way to kick her ass, bro. <laughs> Stomp that girl. You know, just standard dude things. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually. A lot of people play chess. Yeah, actually, a lot of people were kind of jealous of me. Uh -huh. Boy, I wish I had a wife like you. So <laughs> don't let that go to your head. <laughs> but a lot of people have been trying to get their their wives to play chess with them. Huh. And um, so I wanted to tell you that I'm grateful. And that I love you. Thank you. Took a long took you a long time to convince me to learn how to play. Took me a long time to say I love you on the morning show. Like three, four hundred episodes. <laughs> it's true. I love you too. <laughs> um, I got a couple of these messages, what JD's saying here. He says I actually told Wayne it's probably the first time he won if he's announcing it. And I got a few of those. <laughs> just shush your mouth. Just shush your mouth. JD, my gosh. I like you. You win. Like, what's yeah. what percentage would you say you win? I would say I got a really good head start you on did. the win loss ratio. Yeah. Um. I here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. I taught Gabby. So, for those of you that play chess, you must understand that. You know, there's there's like openings and there's mid game and there's end game and there's you know there's strategies and that kind of stuff. And then there's then there's little tricks, tricks you can have up your sleeve. There's no there's no tricks when you teach the other person. I basically taught her all my tricks, so it's just like I'm playing myself. That's not true. So <laughs> I'm playing a better version of myself be because Gabby actually pays attention see i'm just uh i don't know maybe i got a little too complacent uh just making moves and 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 not really you know taking five or ten seconds see you get caught up in your little like opening strategies and a little bit irrational like i just i don't just like do the same things i you're, like do random crazy things you're also slow as fuck and i'm like okay we gotta get this game done because <laughs> i need to get back to work so i'm just like making patience well, Patience. I'm still learning. I'm like sitting there and scrolling I, on and my I phone. And I kick your ass every once in a while too. I say we're about 50-50 these days. No. 
You think it's... I, you win more than that. I think it's 50-50. Okay. Thank you. Good times. Yeah. And I kicked Wayne's ass in Jeopardy last night, so that was cool. <laughs> At least for anyone following us on social, they must be having a a fun time. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Anyways. Real estate, hey? Yeah, I, I didn't see where you were on the list uh, with people, uh, but I see Sheila saying hello here. So I want to oh. say hello to Sheila. Good morning, Sheila. Um, uh, we have um, a mystery user says, hi, I'm new here. Hi, so, I'm new here. I'm Gabby. What's your name? Uh, Wayne, <laughs> do, do, we, do we introduce ourselves? I, I think the introduction, like the... The, the 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 introduction to the show, the little yeah. morning stuff. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the music stuff. I think in, I'm I'm Wayne. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, I'm I'm interested to to find out who you are, what you do, and uh, are you in real estate? You're trying to learn real estate? Like, what's going on? Tell us more. You got any questions? Love to answer them. Got some leftover questions from yesterday from uh, I believe Josh, wasn't it? Yeah. Josh had some questions. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Good morning, Nasir. <clears throat> good morning, Nasir. Good morning, Laurie. Good morning, Nat. Lots of latecomers. Um, how was your women's real estate investing mastermind last night? Uh, it was unexpected. <laughs> Why? Um, it was the last meeting of one of my groups. So they've met for an entire year now. Yeah. Um, but there was, I guess, some confusion. Um, I, I don't know why, but uh, some of the ladies thought that our last meeting was the last one. Oh. And so uh, only two of the members showed up. So we were just chatting away and we were we were talking and I was like, you know what? This doesn't need to have any format. Like if if the three of us gals just sit here and talk for a couple hours, that's fun. Like, let's just do that. And so we were chatting away. I, I heard, yeah, I heard lots of giggles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were laughing at I heard my name a couple times. <laughs> we started out productive talking about like flip design and stuff. And then, and then it just got off track and we were just laughing our butts off. Okay. But um, yeah, we were just like chatting away. And then all of a sudden my phone is, um, so I have like my social notifications uh, pop up on my computer. I don't know how to get rid of it. It drives me crazy. I haven't really looked into it. But it drives me crazy. I just get mad. I'm sure everyone's going to be in the chat right now <laughs> telling you how to do it. Good. But all of a sudden, it's like, bing, Lori commented on your um, story. Lori. Yeah. Bing, Lori commented on your story. Bing, Lori messaged you. Bing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God, Lori's blowing up my Instagram. And then um, so the two ladies who I was chatting with, Annette and Lindsay, are um are staying in the group and carrying forward to the new group starting in two weeks oh, okay and laurie's one of the new members of that group and they're like invite her in like we're not doing anything here like invite her into chat okay. so i quickly messaged her i'm like are you free you want to <laughs> chat and she's like yeah sure just got home so i invited her in and we just yeah we just chatted for quite some time and it was fun awesome yeah so it wasn't your typical mastermind call that's for sure but awesome yeah we had a good time um, I was asking you yesterday and, uh, and I said, uh, did you ever fill that last group? And then I think we just got busy. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, so this and is I kind of forgot about you it. To, yeah. to, to, to let people know about what it is and if they're interested. 
Yeah. Um, so I do have, there was um, so much interest in the group studying on February 22nd that I didn't have spots for everybody. It filled um, while I was still getting through the, the list of interested people. And um, so there was a few ladies who were disappointed and I said, you know what, let's just start another one. So uh, I'm going to have to fact check March 2nd, I think, oh no, March 1st, I think. Uh, so starting on March 1st, that's a Wednesday, as long as that's correct. Um, we are starting another new group. Uh, it's a women's real estate investing mastermind group. It runs uh, for a full year. Every two weeks, we have two hour Zoom meetings, small group of five women. And we start out setting um, business goals, uh, personal goals, and vision boarding. And once we get all that out of the way, then we get into our re regular scheduled meetings, um, which are awesome. Everybody gets a chance to talk about what they're working on, what they're going through, um, issues they're up against, things that they want to celebrate. And uh, then we also have uh, one member from uh, one member on each call gets a turn to sit in the hot seat. So that's really dedicated time during that specific meeting to focus on them and what they're working on and what they need help getting through. So kind of like the group gets to focus their attention on them for that meeting. And um, yeah, then we do like quarterly goal reviews and it's like really just structured to help um, women come together, create a little community of cheerleaders for themselves, uh, women that they can really get to know over the year and support each other and um, celebrate each other, um, hold each other in the trying times. And it's just, it's a really beautiful friendships that are created throughout the year. Yes. And um, each group is so unique and that's what I love about it. It's never the same. It's always just whatever they need it to be. And I'm really looking forward to the group, two groups that are starting. It's going to be a really uh, wild and fun year <laughs> with the group of ladies that are together. It's, it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. So I do have two spots left for the March 1st group. And um, if you're interested, just reach out to me. Can I ask one last question? Yeah. What's the number one thing that you hear from people? The number one question that you hear from people when you do hop on a call with them? Um, do I need, uh, how much experience do I need? I would say that's the number one. People are always concerned or they don't, like, or they don't reach out until like the next year when I'm running a group again, because they thought, oh, I don't have enough experience. Oh, okay. So there's like a, there's a confidence issue. Yeah. Definitely a confidence issue. And I have women of all stages, women who are just starting the education phase, women who have been in it for years. Um, it's all over the place. And honestly, that's what's uh, like, that's what I think is so great about it is there's so many different perspectives and so many different, um, yeah, that's the main thing. I think perspectives. And that's what I try to get across to people is that like, if you just had like, five women who have been investing for 10 years and they're set in their ways and they think they know, you know, they know what they know. And then you're just going to have kind of like no new perspective coming in. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you have women at different stages who say, well, you know, have you thought about this or did you hear about this new technology or did you, you know what I mean? Like being able to yeah. infuse like new ideas into the people who have been doing it for a while. And then the people who are new get the opportunity of the more experienced people, more experienced people to say, oh, well, this is my tried and true way of how it worked and, right. you know, that type of thing. So I really love having women of all different levels. I don't like pairing a bunch of people who are at the same point together. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's beneficial to, to any of them.
So nice. Yeah. Okay. So reach out to Gabby. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's take a, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsors. Some of you might've heard us talking about DCI properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we're back. <laughs> Wayne is quietly blowing his nose. That was the most quiet <laughs> nose blow ever. I bet it was not productive. No, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I, um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you know, what my biggest fear is what's your biggest fear. This isn't really my biggest, biggest fear, but like one of my fears is that I leave the mic on, uh, when we go to commercial break. Um, normally you guys don't need to hear that. Yeah. Well, and like, we just talk so much shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> like this commercial break, Gabby was making fun of me for the way that I introduced the commercial break. She just starts laughing hysterically at me for the way that I introduced her. I'm like, yeah, I, I tried something new and it didn't sound all that great. And, um, I'm like, how am I supposed to say it? And she's like, no, you say it like this. I'm like, no, I'm not going to say it like that. Like, how am I supposed to say it? She goes, you say it like this. Isn't that what I said? Anyways, that's what was going on behind the scenes. We're there. arguing. Um, <laughs> uh, looks like Alan's got a question. I'm just going to save this really quickly. Oh, so I wanted to share something with you guys. Um, for those of you guys that were curious yesterday about that, uh, that tenant um we got the voicemail we got the voicemail and here you get to listen to the voicemail so here here you go i, I told you guys i'd have to bleep it out a little bit um so that way like nothing personal like the addresses and that kind of stuff um came through but um the voicemail that we got yesterday in um with the with the ex-husband who wanted to sabotage the uh the tenants uh tenancy um here it is Oh, hi. I'm just inquiring if you are the property manager for in Edmonton. Um, I've got some information that you'd like to hear about your basement tenant. If you can call me back at 780, it would be lovely to discuss with you. Thank you. <laughs> wow, Wayne. <laughs> so you, like, turned them into a a terrorist babes basically <laughs> for lack of better terms <laughs> I, I, I mean you did say sabotage and you know so i guess it's fitting <laughs> the one the part gets me is, is every time is like that would be lovely <laughs> <laughs> and and that story ended up developing a little bit more yesterday just a little bit um, but, uh, we ended up getting rent yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. Like right after the show, I yeah. went upstairs to make Everly breakfast and it's like, bing, that's not the sound that my email makes. Apparently it's the sound when Laurie messages me on Instagram, yeah, that's, it's my email notification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, bing, 
you transfer your rent is paid <laughs> yeah yeah so uh we don't have to spend the whole episode you know revisiting all that you guys can re-listen to it uh from yesterday but the tenant sent the owed rent did not send the uh the penalty um and requested that we not take the penalty or not charge the penalty um because so that she can get caught up so she can get caught up and so receiving it yesterday and that's what we told you guys we were going to do we we're just going to wait until we received it when we received it then we would start reassessing and based on the fact that she sent it earlier um we we came up with a solution not a solution but um a strategy about how we're going to approach this so we're gonna we're not gonna like push her for the for the penalty you know the late penalty um we actually said hey don't worry about it use the money to get caught up what we want to do right now is we want to just re we repair repair <laughs> repair the relationship so that um she feels that everything's okay if there is anything wrong with the suite let's give her an opportunity to start like working towards fixing it and then uh either today or tomorrow we're going to be sending her an email letting her know that she's due for a quarterly inspection and we don't want it to seem like they're they're too, they're they're attached you know what yeah I mean? like you paid your rent late now we're doing a 24-hour yeah entry yeah so but we do want to get in there sooner than later uh so we're probably going to go in on monday or tuesday uh, just to get in there. Oh, does my kid need the charger? Yes, she does. Sorry, I was trying to be quiet about it. Uh, so we're going to get in there um, on Monday or Tuesday and have a look, and then we're going to reassess. Um, after our discussion on the morning show yesterday, you know, we we really thought more about like what's really going on here. You know, was it the husband? You know, they did the damage. Uh, what's the best move here? Because we have um, the upstairs tenants in that's in that house it's not ideal either he's he's a real piece of he's a real piece he, of crap he, too. he's the he's the one that we talk about often about yeah we hate him <laughs> yeah this 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 particular property has been um, troublesome uh this year um so he's moving out in may and her her lease is up in august i believe so if we have someone new moving in upstairs we don't really want her there with her ridiculous amount of dog feces in the yard that kind of thing you know what i mean so and her noisiness and potential smoking so i think that it'd be best to actually have her gone before the new people move in in may so what we're what we're hoping uh, depending on how this the situation goes um when we go and view the suite and if, if it's extreme then we'll get her out right away yeah but if it's damaged and it needs to be repaired um we may just actually have a chat with her and say hey you know you've damaged our suite um you've made it clear that you know the rent is no longer within your affordability um you haven't been shoveling you haven't been cleaning up your dog feces um you know you've been smoking in the suite we have everything we need to evict you right now today however we're not we're not going to put you out on the street with a kid so what we'd like to propose is let's 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 end this tenancy or let's let's we're going to give you the opportunity to go and find a new place to live okay and we want you to start working on that right now and when you find a new place to live just let us know and we'll terminate the tenancy and we'll just leave it at that you are going to need to repair these items okay 
and you are going to need to make sure that the suite is in, in good condition for the next person and clean. Um, however, we have no plans to renew your lease at the end of August after your lease is up. So there's no point in really dragging this out right now. We may as well give you an opportunity to find a new place right now rather than prolonging it until August. Um, because as it stands right now, um, we, we, we think it's best that you that you move on so that everyone can be happy. And I think by using that approach and treating her respectfully, hopefully, um, it'll just be a nice, easy transition rather than going through the whole process of an eviction. Even when you like when you serve people paperwork, like they don't understand the whole process. They don't understand the Residential Tenancies Act, right? It's just going to make it so messy and it's going to take up so much of our time, so much of our energy, and it's just going to make things worse. So what we're planning to do is actually just to, to salvage what we have, try and um, reduce the losses as much as possible and and just end the tenancy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep you in the loop as, as that uh, progresses. We'll keep you apprised so yeah. that uh, you guys can uh, hear how it all went. And I like I was pleasantly surprised seeing that rent come through. Like I thought for sure that we weren't going to get the rest of the rent, that it was going to turn into something where she didn't have it and oh, needed sure. an extension and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I'm feeling good about where we're at and how to move forward and all that. Gotcha. I mean, who knows? You're, you'll be with us on the journey of how it all unfolds. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so let's uh let's take a quick peek here. Um. Alan's question is about uh, rental payments. Um. Okay. Good. Um. And I feel like there was another question as well. Mm, I had some other stuff that I made notes of. We we had lots going on lately. Um. Okay. So here is Josh's question from yesterday. Uh, Josh asks. Uh, question for joint venture partners in different provinces during the sales of a flip. So during the sale of a flip or project, will one lawyer be able to handle all the payouts and transactions between provinces? I asked this as in discussion with some other out of province investors um, or someone from out of province, they have previously been required to use a local lawyer while selling a property out of, out of province. Okay. Um, so it depends on, it depends on who's on title because the person on title is the one who needs to, to, to sign the sale documents, right? Um, unless of course, no, he's talking about the sale, the distribution of the proceeds from the sale. So, uh, what I would recommend if you're going to be partnering with someone who is, outside of the province i would recommend you be the one on title and qualify for the mortgage financing and then have the joint venture agreements with that person and then they can register the joint venture agreement on title it's just going to make things so much easier um if you guys are both on title uh i believe uh what you can do is um uh, well, now, now with uh, after the pandemic, um, so many things, different things change with lawyers. Um, your your joint venture partner can can use a, a local lawyer, or sorry, they can they can use the same lawyer as you um, if they're on title as well. 
And what they would do is they would sign the documents via Zoom or FaceTime and then put all the documents, signed documents into a folder, ship it through UPS or DHL or whichever and ship it to the lawyer. So all stuff could actually be done online now, which, you know, was a little bit different years ago when you actually had to be there to sign with the lawyer or you had to get it notarized or whichever. Um, but uh, easiest thing for you, easiest path of least resistance is for you to be the one on title and mortgage. And then you sign for the documents. And sorry, your joint venture partner would be on uh, a joint venture agreement on title. And then uh, you sign all the sale documents. And then once the proceeds are released, they would be released to you. And then you would divvy the the, the profits up to, and to your uh, joint venture partner and give them their uh, whatever investment capital back as well. Yeah, it can be done. A, it can be done several different ways. So I don't think that there's like a, a just straight answer to this, mm -hmm. because sometimes the lawyer will deal with the distributions depending how you've structured your deal. I think the main thing is how the deal is structured is going to impact whether you know the lawyer's distributing uh, proceeds or if you're doing it yourself and like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it just really depends on how you go into the deal, but if if you were on title and and you saw and you hold the mortgage and all that kind of stuff and there's nothing uh, like formally done through the lawyers on the joint venture and they've just like put it on um, registered it through the uh, title department themselves then you are going to get the payout and you're going to give it to you're going to split the proceeds and give it to your joint venture partner so there's nothing that needs to be done okay but if it's if it's more intricate than that and you've done things differently then it, i like i i don't i think that josh's question specifically okay go ahead Amy. um well actually so for this particular deal she's going to be on or the the person's going to be on title okay um or she'll be on title to start so she'll be the one qualified for the financing so i, I what i would do is just refer her to your local um your local lawyer and 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 I know that I know the details of this deal, so I'm I'm, I'm trying not to like, you know, be be too give divulge too much. But I would recommend since she's from uh, Edmonton originally, just recommend her to a good local lawyer like Barry McGuire um, or whomever, and say, hey, she's going to be the one doing this. Can she, because she's at a province, um, sign documents remotely through Zoom? I think that's going to be the, the easiest way to go about doing that. Um, and then, so, so what'll happen is all the mortgage documents and sale documents, et cetera, um, she'll print them all off, um, probably two or three different copies, and then she'll have to sign all 63 some odd pages. Um, and then once they're all signed and she's showed the lawyer over the, the, the video that she has signed and she's showed, uh, shown the lawyer, uh, her ID and everything, um, then from there, she puts it into an envelope and she calls up UPS and she gets it um, couriered. couriered over to the lawyer's office. Um, just make sure that, uh, you know, use like a hotshot, like a, a fast express service, because, um, you know, it may take a couple of days to get it to the lawyer's office. You want to make sure that everything closes on time. But I've, I've done this like I've used not at a province, but I've used uh, lawyers in Grand Prairie, um, which is how many hours away? Four four hours away or something like that, three hours away. Um, and I did it over video and then I just 
got a courier. So it's not a big deal. Also as well, like when I'm too lazy or the roads have been bad, I will do Zoom calls for uh, signing documents for Edmonton because it's like a 40 minute drive for me to get into downtown Edmonton. Some days I can't make that trip. Um, so sometimes I'll just print off all 50, 60 copies, sign them, um, show my ID and then throw it in an envelope and then just call up, you know, the courier to come to my door to come pick it up or I go drive to the local courier. Yeah. Um, it, I'd say that's probably going to be your best bet. Um, Wayne, I just feel like maybe like, yes, the, so these are all the possibilities, but I think the main question here is if she can, if she lives out of province, can she use an out of province, uh, some like if well, she's out call, of Alberta, that's I say, call the lawyer. Okay. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't so the know answer if... to the question is talk to the lawyer yeah. and ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now what you can do is, um, if you're worried about like the proceeds, um, you can send the lawyer, um, a direct debit form and they can, I don't know if they do this for all clients or not. Sometimes there might be a hold. There's probably a hold, but, what you can do is send them a direct debit form and they can actually deposit the proceeds directly into her account. So everything can be done remotely now. Now, the only question is, you know, can an Alberta lawyer represent um, a, an, an investor from a different province? I'm fairly certain, fairly certain, but just call that said lawyer, you know, Barry or whomever. And, uh, I'm surprised that no, no one's, uh, jumped in the comments here from out of province. You know, lots of people have bought, don't live in Alberta and have bought in Alberta. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little shocked as well. I, I've heard the answer many times. Yeah, me too. I just can't remember. Uh, but I don't I don't say I don't say for certain unless I know for certain. Yeah. Um. Uh, would it make a difference if they came in person versus over the phone? I don't think it's. Uh, sorry, Josh says, would it make any difference if they came in person versus over no. the phone? She intends to be in Alberta one to two months for one to two months, one or two times a month for a lot of transactions in certain stages. I mean, uh, no difference. It, it doesn't make a difference to the question of whether, uh, you know, whether they can use an Alberta lawyer for an Alberta transaction. I'm fairly certain that an Alberta lawyer needs to do the Alberta transaction because it's Alberta real estate law. Yeah. That's my it's Alberta property too. law. So having a, a, a British Columbia or whatever, a, a Saskatchewan, British Columbia um, lawyer do an Alberta transaction just in my mind makes zero sense. But yeah. again, I don't say things unless I'm certain. Yeah. Um, it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm almost certain. <laughs> that has to be an Alberta lawyer. Um, now, if that's the case and uh, she can use an Alberta lawyer, then yeah, you can go in and do it. So you can schedule it, you know, at a, the dates that she's here or do it over Zoom, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Like there's there's no, except that you would have to do it a couple days earlier over Zoom versus if you were in person so that it's the like documents got there on time. 20 or 30 bucks to courier it. It's not yeah. that bad. No. Yeah. It's easy peasy. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. It's actually pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, great question. He said there'll be lots more questions soon. Yes. Looking forward to it. And, 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 and Josh, feel free to like, to, um, obviously you can ask them in the mentorship group as well. So Josh is part of masters. Um, or on Thursday, we can dive deeper into it. Is today Thursday? Yes. Today is Thursday. So on the coaching sessions, we can dive deeper into it as well. Um, in regards to like 
joint venture payouts, like the the distribution of the proceeds of the you know the sale and the the investment capital back and uh, the profits, et cetera. Um, we can dive deeper into that as well, um, which I believe um, someone was asking about something similar to that. I think that we're going to be talking about that tonight. Nice. That and uh, and Saskatoon. 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 Um, was it was it not funny that Saskatoon came up on Jeopardy, on Jeopardy last night too? Oh yeah, whilst kicking my ass. <laughs> I got that one before you did. You did. You did get that. <laughs> well, it was a pretty easy one, but um, I think I was more. I was. I was like. <gasps> I was just like, look, honey. I was just talking about them today, <laughs> and then you're just like Saskatchewan. Like, you son of a. Um, hey, Alan has a question. He says, hello, Gabby and Wayne. Alan is here. <laughs> he has arrived. <laughs> um, a few Welcome, questions. Alan. Uh, he's got uh, a few questions. What is the best method of rental payments? E-transfer or post-dated check or et cetera? Okay. Can we answer them one at a time? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, post-dated checks are outdated checks freaking, uh... <laughs> um pe- like youngins aka anybody in their 20s even early 30s are going to be like posted what how do i do what where do i get those yeah that's what we ran into um they're not going to understand what the heck you're talking about um i feel like ev- i'm 30 i'm 37 I'm 37 mm. and I feel like, yeah, you're 37. and I feel like I'm one of the few people in even my generation who knows how to fill out a check. Like try to get Wayne to fill one out. I don't think he could. Anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> post-dated checks don't work anymore. And um, because nobody uses them. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's the only real issue there Yeah, is that I, I liked post-dated checks. We started using well, it's them. it's not the only issue. Okay. Well, I, I like posted checks in the beginning because I liked um, what we'd do is we'd request 12. This is years ago. We'd request 12 posted checks, have them all signed. And then on rent day, instead of waiting until 11.59 p.m. to see if that rent's going to come through from that tenant, and you're like, should I email them? Should I not? Well, it's not the end of the day yet. And then it's, you know, then it's too late and you're like, oh, should I have emailed them to remind them? And then you email them the next day and they're like, oh, my God, I forgot. Like rent's still fucking late. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like when we had posted a checks, Gabby would line up all the checks and she go click on her phone, click, 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 and just take pictures of them and deposit them on her phone. It was so easy. Yeah. And so, you'd never have, you know, like no one would ever have the excuse of forgetting. But here's the problem with them is that um, they have, a, they get a hold on them for like five to 10 business days. Mm-hmm. So you don't find out until a week, week and a half into the month that their check bounced and because that now no they're late the account. and that they're now late on rent. So it, it was convenient, but it was very problematic. So we wouldn't find out until like the 10th or 11th yeah. that they didn't pay rents. And we're like, well, this isn't working. So now we're going back to the people on the 10th or 11th and saying, Hey, your check bounced. Your check bounced. They're like, Oh, that's oh, so shoot. weird. Hold I on. had money in there. Hold on. Yeah. And then they're like, I'll send it right now. So they just bought an extra 10 or 11 days. Yeah. We had one uh, rent to own tenant buyer that literally did that like five times out of the year. It just seemed like it just every month 
we'd find out on the 10th or 11th. And she's like, I don't know what's going on in my bank. I'm going to call them right now. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm going to change bank accounts. I'm changing bank <laughs> accounts. And then she changed the bank account. Like, oh, I didn't transfer the money into the right bank account. My bad. And it was just like. <laughs> Ongoing. Yeah. It, and we couldn't tell if this is legit or not. Um, and it just became a huge problem. And like, we're okay in our accounts. Like, we've got reserve funds. So it's not like we're you know, oh my God, it bounced. And, and now the, the mortgage the, payment bounced. Yeah, No, like we're doing shit right. It's a business. But it was becoming a huge uh, vulnerability for us um, that, that at least one person we believe was taken advantage of. So now we do e-transfers and we hate it just as much. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are talking about um, auto debit. Is it auto debit? Or is it, what do they call it? Yeah. Auto withdrawal. Direct debit. Yeah. There's, you can, there's lots of different terms for it. Uh, we looked into it with our banks uh, that we use, and it was like... So it's expensive. Yeah, we use it with our other business, um, but we've got lots of payments coming through there, so it makes sense. Like, I think there's like a, a minimum cost. It's like, I don't know, like 50 bucks a month or something like that. Um, and it makes sense if you've got lots of clients, right? But then, like, we've got... You got to remember, like, we've got different accounts, for all of our tenants and stuff like that? Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's definitely, um, like, if if you have a significant, like, like really, really big portfolio, like, I'd say minimum 75 doors, 100 doors, and, like, a bank account. So I'm One talking, I'm talking, like, maybe apartment buildings, yeah. um, like that type of thing, like, that's your investment. And you don't have like a bunch of different like people in on different building, like a bunch of different JV partners and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And just everything is clean and tidy and in one account go for it. Yes. All the power to you. That makes total sense. Yeah. But when you have, um, you know, like five, 10, 20, 30 doors even, and you have a couple different joint venture partners. So you have different bank accounts for those ones. And, you know, like, it's just like a little bit kind of all over the place. That's going to be expensive to start setting up auto withdrawals for each of the accounts, especially like I think that some of them won't even approve you for it if there's not a minimum amount of transactions that are coming out of it. Mm -hmm. um, I can't like I can't remember the conversation that we had specifically for our other business where we set it up, but there was like an approval process and had to be a minimum number of transactions based on how many transactions there was different pricing tiers of how much it was going to cost. Yeah. So if you have not a whole bunch is going to be more expensive upfront on that monthly fee. But the more transactions you have, it reduces that monthly fee. Yeah. So it's like I said, if you if you have the portfolio to support it, that is fantastic and ideal. But otherwise, e-transfer. Yeah. I, I, I love it. E-transfer? No, the Oh, um, the, the yeah, the auto withdrawals, yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. You get a little business, email that day or the next day saying all transactions are good. Yeah. Um and it's yeah, it's perfect. So it's it's wonderful if you can if you can swing it, but otherwise yeah. there's nothing wrong with e-transfers. The only thing wrong with e-transfers is that you're sitting and waiting and tracking throughout the day who's paid and who hasn't paid. So So it's just a little it takes, you know, get a nice checklist. That's what I have every day on the first, every um, month on the first, I print out my 
tenant checklist and it just follows me around the house and I just like check it off who's paid and who hasn't. So I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit more um, old school. I'm sure there's probably an online (laughs) um, like to-do list tracker that you can like click on that they've completed. Mm -hmm. Whereas I bring my paper around with me. But um, it's like, you know, the money's there. If they sent it, you have the money. Yeah. If they haven't sent it, you don't have the money. So there's no like, is it going to go through? Is it not going to go through? Yeah. So yeah, definitely e-transfer. Okay. There you go. Um, Johnny says for checks, if they have no money, it bounces and it dings your account. I've run into this with my business. For three years, I had a hold on my checks because one person bounced the check. The bank teller told me that I have to make sure people have money before I accept checks. Jeez. Wow. Very interesting. He says, I mostly do e-transfer now. So much easier. Yeah. E-transfer is more of a pain for my bookkeeper, though. I have to label everything. Checks have a paper trail. That's uh, That sucks. Yeah. And the other thing with checks is that, um, I mean, we don't need to beat a dead horse. Like, nobody's using them anymore. But the other thing with, um, with... Oh, what was I going to say with the checks is... Let me read Johnny's thing. Um, for three years. Oh, is that um, some of some bank accounts, depending who you're banking with, will only um, instantly deposit a portion of the money. Yeah. So like um, we have some accounts with Simply Financial, for example, because they have a really good zero um, fee account, checking account. So, but... We have several um, properties on the one bank account. And when we were accepting checks, they would only auto deposit like 500 or 1,000 or something off of the first check. Mm -hmm. And then the rest would go on like a 10-day hold. So like Wayne said, we had reserve funds. So the mortgage payments would never bounce or anything while waiting for that money to be deposited. But... Um, you know, like it's kind of a pain in the ass, especially if you're somebody who isn't running things as businessy <laughs> and you don't have all the funds there. It's like business people say businessy. <laughs> I am a businesswoman. Doing my businessy stuff. Businessy stuff, yeah. <laughs> okay, what was this next question? Uh pull it up. Uh I was also just like chuckling in the background here, just as you're talking. Cause like this that's incredibly helpful, what you just did there, like what you just shared. And um Oh, I just like, I just wish, I wish I had you, you current version of you when we were starting investing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. I was taking like, a, I was in a little blast from the, like into the past. We're just like thinking about like these kind of questions and not knowing the answer. And then I go into these like obscure forums you know, asking strangers this question, you get 10 different answers and you don't know which one to do. Yeah. Like Facebook groups were not around. We're not that old either. This is like, we're talking like six or seven years ago. You know what I mean? Like when we were just like really starting to ramp things up. Well, I guess we have a little bit more than that. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I just did really happy to, to just enjoying that. And then I also, I watched a Facebook live from like another group. I don't know this week or last week. And I was just kind of like sitting in and I was just, I just wanted to see, you know, what kind, what kind of value are people getting in some of these other groups? And, um, and I, and I watched and they talked an hour uh, just about what seemed like nothing. And it wasn't like they were having a chit chat, like you and me doing like, you know, like goofy, 
you know, voicemails that are like altered or whatever. No, there was like, they would spend a whole hour talking about rent checks or post-dated checks or sorry, or, or e-transfers. And, and I'm like, how are they killing a whole hour on this topic? Why don't you just answer the goddamn question and move on to the next one? Like there's mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean? But they would drag that out. And I just see people like with, with their jaws dropped. I'm like, Oh my God, this is such valuable information. I'm like, yeah, I did that in four minutes this morning. Like, come on, like give people more information. It's almost like they just, they give you the free shit and then they want you to pay for the really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm just, I feel really good about what we're doing this podcast. And, um, I, I get uh, some, the reason why I'm thinking about this, cause someone reached out recently, um, in my DMS and, um, and said, like, I've learned more this week by binge listening to your podcast than I've learned in like four years wow. from other people. And I'm like, that made me feel really good. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Because I, I, we give everything out for free. You just and need to ask the right question. You just need yeah. like, it, it's all here. You just have to ask the questions with like, we don't hold back because I could give you, I, I could just say e-transfers um, because it just makes more sense. But I want to tell you why, you know, yeah. and I want to tell you that there are other options that are better, but here's, here's, here's when you should. Right. And at the same time, I think it was like within a few days, someone else reached me and said, Hey, I noticed that you guys do like free coaching on your podcast. So what does your mentorship program actually do? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> first of all, I, I, I wanted to like, I wanted to like really prove a point with that person. I'm like, ah, I'll just, I'll bite my tongue on that one. Um, because he's absolutely right. Like, you know what? Like he said, why should I join your mentorship program? If all of your free coaching is on the morning show, I can get all of my questions answered in your free group and on your free morning show. You're absolutely right. Go and do it. Yeah. I show I, up, I, ask the questions, do it. That's, 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 and I told him, I said, you're absolutely right. And, and you know what? I think that you should totally utilize the podcast and the free group until you're ready for the mentorship program. But then he got a little, little cheeky and he's like, well, why would I join the mentorship program? <laughs> and I said, you know what? It, it's, it's right for some people and, it's, and, 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 and not right for others. And I just kept it at that. But my honest answer, they're probably listening now. <laughs> my honest answer is that like, go and do it. If you can, if you can find free information and reach your goals, don't go take our mentorship program. It's a huge waste of time. And that's not to say that people who join our mentorship program uh, aren't capable of doing it on their own. The thing is, is that with all the free information in the world, there's hundreds of investors every year that I see come into this community and then they leave and they don't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. And mentorship is not about giving you information. We have more information in our mentorship program, more coaching, sorry, more workshops, more documents, more contracts, more training than any other program in Canada. I know because I check. We have more than we provide more than anyone else as far as education goes. But with all the education in the world, it doesn't mean shit if you don't know what you're doing and you don't have a good plan and you're not held accountable. That's what mentorship is not education. Mentorship is actually seeing someone and helping them succeed, seeing them through it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I was kind of bothered by the fact that I, I put a muzzle on myself the other day or last <laughs> week. I can't believe I said it that way, but you know, it's, I think it's, it, it sounds better when it comes through um, vocally as opposed to in text because it might be misread in text. Yeah. So here's my opportunity to explain to that person that just mentorship is not teaching someone how to do something. 
It's about inspiring them. It's about helping them build a plan. It's about holding them accountable. It's about making sure that they succeed, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, you can totally get all the information, most of it free every morning. So, and, and good for you guys that are doing it. Yeah. I'm happy either way. Either yeah. way, as long as everyone's succeeding, I'm happy. Anyways, uh, the other part of that question. Alan. Yes, Alan is here. Alan is here. Um, part one of question two. He's broken it into, it's a two-parter. If tenants pay the utilities, do we forward them the bills every month? That's the end of the part one? Okay, let me read the whole thing and then I'll, then I'll go back to it again. If tenants pay the utilities, do we forward them the bills every month? Do they pay together with the rent or do we set different dates for the utilities payment? Question part two, for suited properties, if tenants split utility bills, how do we go about that? Do we do the calculations for them and show them the bill and calculate every month? Okay. I'll let you answer it all as a whole. Single family homes, just one unit, no up and down, nobody's sharing any sort of utilities or anything. One, one dwelling. One dwelling. Like a um, townhouse. The tenant and the tenant is paying the utilities. Have them set up utilities in their own name. Don't keep the utilities in your name um, and then and then bill them for it. Just have them set it up their own. Way easier. There may be some complications depending on your um, what city you're in, what province you're in, et cetera. I know that some towns um, kind of make it a little bit difficult for tenants to set up utilities. Um, I know even just like here in Leduc, it's a little bit weird. They need to pay like big deposits and and then sometimes they'll um anyways just like know your local utility structure and and how that's beneficial to landlords and tenants mm -hmm. find that out on your own i can't provide you with that information based on where you're from but i know that here in edmonton there's no restrictions no funny business going on just the tenants can very easily set up their own utilities when they cancel their utilities it just defaults back to the um the the owner mm -hmm. so it's it's really easy um that way you're not chasing them for payments you don't need to set up anything different it's just it's it that's how you do it yeah. okay we did properties with two or more dwellings um uh, ones were uh, well, not not like a multifamily dwelling. Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, but where there's one meter and multiple units. Yes. Okay. Thank you. One meter, multiple units. Um, and you're splitting utilities between the tenants. The there's there's no right or wrong way to do it. You can do it however you want. However, in our experience, the most um, efficient way to do it is to figure out what the average utility, um, not usage, but cost is per year. Um, like, so add up if you have a track record of the 12 months or just ask the community for an average suited property in insert whatever city you're in, what are you finding the utility cost to be? the average utility cost to be. So if you have no data to track, ask the community. If you have data to track, find out what your monthly bills have been over the past year, divide them by 12 and find your monthly average, and then put a buffer on it. So if your monthly average has been $525, maybe collect 575 or 600 in utilities total. Um, because if 
Costco, if there's a major spike in costs of utilities that year, you'll probably be covered more or less, right? So you want a little bit of a buffer. And then usually, usually there's, um, so like usually main floor suites will have, um, you know, like let's call it a family and the basement suite might be a single person or a couple. Um, so there's generally more utility usage coming out of a main floor suite than there is a basement. That's right. not always true. Also, there's usually a little bit more square footage to heat, that kind of thing. Um, they don't use as much heat upstairs in the summer, that type of thing. So usually the main floor you'll charge more in rent or in utilities than the basement so i like to do just like a nice easy like 60 40 split so if my average utilities are going to be 600 i'll i'll 60 40 that and charge the main floor their set amount and the basement their set amount and then that's that's what i charge them for while they're um a tenant with us so like a 350 250 type thing yeah, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, it's not our normal. Like, it used it was five hundred forever. Like, five hundred was the kind of average forever that we charged. So it was like three and two, three hundred and two hundred. But now that three sixty, two forty. I'd probably yeah. In that case, I'd probably do three fifty, two fifty. Yeah, just, so that so way it's not they're weird. not like, why is this such an exact <laughs> number? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, that's how we do it that's do the it. easiest way to do it you don't want to like give your tenants the bill and be like split it guys because um as we've talked about many times in previous episodes you're going to um you know then one person is having to collect from the other person or you are having to collect from both people and there's going to be fights about why this bill is so high while well, that person always showers forever. This person always leaves their lights on when they're at work. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like this, like pointing fingers. Yeah. So you, you, in my opinion, I mean, you can do it. Like I said, there's no right and wrong, but Lots in my opinion, do. you don't want to do that. That is a headache for you. And it's going to cause problems that wouldn't, wouldn't exist between your tenants otherwise. Right. Yeah, and then from a um, from a risk um, perspective as well, you have to keep in mind that um, in the event you kind of you kind of talked about it a little bit in the event that something was to happen and there was a huge spike, you can't say for sure who did it. So, and if you and that's and that's the well, I guess it would be the same. I wish you said who done it. Yeah, I guess it'd be the same with uh, it. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Forget it. I was I was thinking about another problem. Um, uh, Philip has a, a question on this. He says, "Do you just list the monthly utility amount in the lease agreement?" Again, this is something that you. There's many different ways to do it. You can have a utility agreement with a cap on how much the utility bill can be. Um, you can do all sorts of things. I take a simple route where, and we've we've talked about this as well if you listen to previous episodes, but I just included in my rent amount. So in my lease, it says your rent is um, $1,600 and includes your rent, utilities, and pet fees. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't specifically separately break it out and be like, your utility cap is $350. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it may be. Yeah. But everyone can do it their own way, right? Uh, this is just the way that we do it, and that's our recommendation. Yeah. And um, whatever works for you. 
Yeah. Also, if you include utilities in your rent amount, like if you're, like I just said, your utilities are, or your rent is 1600, which includes your utilities and your pet fees and stuff. Um, you can also at that point charge a $1,600, um, security deposit opposed to if you said your rent is $1,200 and then you had a separate utility agreement, then you could only charge $1,200 security deposit. Yeah. And the more security deposit, the better. Um, well, I mean, look at the situation we're dealing with, with the tenant right now. Um, the decisions that we're making with this, um, with this basement tenant is based off of us, um, trying to ensure that we, we, we get as much covered as possible in the event that she was to leave right now. How much money of hers do we have? How much is it going to cost to fix, repair, clean everything? And then how long is it going to be vacant, uh, before we can get a new tenant in? So I tally up all that cost and find out that it's $2,000 or $2,300. And all we have for the damage deposit is $795. That means I'm going to lose about $1,500. And that's what I said yesterday too. I, I just knew it off the top of my head. Like I'm going to lose probably, a, you know, about 1000 to $1,500. And what I'm trying to do is I'm like, okay, how much more money can I get into this so that I... I'm co- it's not to say that it's going to definitely happen. Um, it's not to say that she's going to leave and we're not going to see all that money and it's going to be all those damages and all that cleaning and everything. But that's kind of like my worst case scenario. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I have as much of her funds as possible that she owes us potentially legally. There's a couple commas in there. Um, so that I'm I'm protecting myself in the event that this does go sideways. Yeah. I also just wanted to uh, disclaimer everything I just said and say that I'm speaking um, of Alberta uh, kind of uh, landlord tenant act rules. So if I'm saying include utilities in the rent amount and security deposits, blah, 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 those are based on what we're able to do in Alberta. Yeah. So make sure you do your own diligence to find out what your own provincial Ooh, laws Johnny, are. Johnny's got a good question. There's no school today, right? I was just going to say that. I was going to say, I feel like we could talk forever and we kind of can. <laughs> There's no school today. So yeah, well, well uh, we're on the topic. I mean, if you guys want to hang out, we'll hang out. Why not? Yeah, I, I actually love Johnny's question. And I wanted to, as I was saying it, I was like, I, I hope I get a chance to actually talk about That's what this. what I love about this show is that you don't just get the yes or no answer. You're going to get a whole master class on it for about an hour. Yeah. Um, Gabby, Gabby is excited to explain to you all the reasons why. <laughs> uh, no, Laurie, it's not a holiday. Um, our school board um, that we are a part of here in Leduc has a teacher convention today and tomorrow. So our child I thought you were going to say our school board doesn't work. Is shit. <laughs> like, we, they got two days off this week. They got one day off next week. And two the following week. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have this this Thursday, Friday after teacher convention. And then next Friday is like uh Family? Well, no, Family Day is Family Day is the following Monday. And then there's like a holiday in lieu of Shrove Tuesday because we are on a Catholic school board. And then the Friday is I don't I don't know. What are they convening about yeah, today and tomorrow? Three weeks of um of short school weeks. I, I'm okay with it. Cause we work from home, but could you imagine if we had jobs to go to? Like Fuck. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Yeah. Johnny's question. Okay. So Johnny's- I'll ask, uh, okay. do, you, do you think you would lose some potential tenants by scaring them away with the big prices on your rental ad? Yes. And this is, I uh, thank you for asking. Cause like I said, I hoped that I could go back and talk about this because if you are advertising your ad for $1,200 because you're trying to get the most amount of tenants inquiring saying that's, that's my cap. That's what I can afford. A lot of those people will, will set their cap and be like, I can afford a max of $1,200. And then I can also like pay utilities on top of it. But what they're searching for is $1,200. So if you list your ad at $1,500 or $1,600, you're potentially missing those people who could afford it. So by advertising at $1,200, you are catching the most amount of potential tenants who could put, who could possibly afford your, your rental. And that's how we generally like to advertise. That's false advertising. In your ad, you can say doesn't include utilities. Like you don't lie about it. You don't say it includes utilities and then they reach out to you and you say, psych, tricked ya. <laughs> utilities are actually on top of it, sucker. That's not going to go well in your favor. Yeah. Um, but, but the ideal way to do it is to advertise the lower amount to catch the most amount of interest. But if you do that, and then you're saying utilities are on top of that, you can't then go and charge a, or yeah, charge a $1,600 deposit because mm -hmm. you have advertised your rent as 1200. Right. Okay. So does, is that crystal clear? Okay, mm -hmm. so if you want to be able to capture that $1,600 security deposit, you need to advertise your ad as $1,600 rent inclusive of utilities. Yeah. Or everything included, or however you want to want to word it, but all like $1,600 all in, and then you can go ahead and charge that. So you need to make that decision. What's better to be able to advertise to the most amount of people and get um, you know, capture the right person and get them in right away and then be able to only charge 1200 security or is that extra $400 on top of that important to you on the security deposit and you want to advertise at a higher rent and capture less people. Mm. Uh, Johnny says, would that stand up in the RTRS charging, s charging, say the $1,600 security deposit? Well, I mean, they would have to, <laughs> okay. So there, there's, there's, there's a certain way that I approach this. Um, I, I think that it would, you have a good point. It would, it would be, I think it would be at the RTRS, um, the mediator's discretion, um, whatever, whatever board you're at, uh, Alberta landlord tenant or whatever province, um, I think it would be at their discretion to, and they would take in, they, they would determine whether someone was misled, um, and whether you charge too much for the, uh, there would need to be some proof and they would have to bring the rental ad, which I'm not telling you how to like, how to work around this. Right. But they would have to have the rental ad which the rental ads down. So like they wouldn't be able to, unless they took screenshots of it. You know what I mean? Um, when we include the, the utilities in the rent, we, we normally explain it to the tenant um, 
like, hey, there's a couple of different ways we can go about doing the utilities. Um, they are, you know, on top of this. Uh, we can we can have you guys. What? You don't know where I'm going? No. Oh. I'm like, I don't, ex- I don't explain anything to them. I tell them how it is. <laughs> oh, so so when I find tenants, this is what I do. <laughs> Uh, because like a lot of people, they ask that question of like, or are utilities included? Right. Um, or why aren't they? I thought they were included that type of thing. So when I explain it to tenants, I just explain to them, Hey, like there's a couple of different ways we can do this. We can have, because you're on the main floor, we can have the utility set up in your name and you can collect it from the downstairs tenant. Here's my opinion on it. I just really don't think it's a good idea. Um, we've done it in the past. Um, what ends up happening is like some person downstairs is like, hey, man, I don't have the money until the third. Can I just give it to you then? That type of thing. Or, you know, you get the bill and there's like a ridiculous amount of water and you know you didn't, you know, use that much water. So, you know, uh, then you're like, hey, buddy, use too much water. It just it creates conflict. And we have we have set these are separate suites and we try and make them as separate as possible. Separate, you know, um, fire separated doors, you know, drywall separation, noise separation, you know, separate laundry, everything. So we try and keep this as separate as possible. So we just include it into the rent and it's just, it's so much easier that way. It's a flat fixed rate. And then there's a cap on it, but like we never, ever hit that cap. So that way, you know exactly what the rent is every month. And everyone that we've given this to has always been okay with that. Uh, And it makes the most sense. And it just, it's, it helps you budget better. And explaining it that way, I've never had anyone have any issues, right? And we just say it's all included in the rent, right? So what's the, if you explain it that way and everybody's on the same page and they're like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, I don't, I definitely don't want to be like chasing someone um, for the, for the utilities. I, I can't ever see this be becoming an issue. You know what I mean? Like, what's the likelihood that like you guys are going to go to the RTDRS because they're making a complaint that you're charging them too much for the security deposit? You know, it's once they've agreed to the security deposit too, it's kind of like, well, you guys agreed to it. You know what I mean? So an after the fact type thing. Okay, so what? uh, let me let me rephrase this um, to make a better point. When are they going to complain about the security deposit? So he's saying if they complain about it in the RTDRS. If they complain about it, when are they going to complain about it? When they're moving in or later on after the fact? Well, later on after the fact, why would it even become an issue at that point? You charge me too much security deposit. I'm going to the RTDRS. Like it wouldn't, like I, I can't see. I think he's saying if you if you guys landed in the RTDRS and they're saying that as part of the claim that they charged me why too much. Why would they make that claim? Yeah. Maybe if they're grasping for straws, trying to find a way to get money out of you. But you guys agreed to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I, I like if it ever came into an argument at a hearing, I would, I would say we explain to them that it's all inclusive in the rent for their benefits, right? And if this was such an issue six months ago, why are they bringing it up now? Right? And so what I'm saying is that, that it's going to become an issue. Someone's going to complain about it when they're moving in. And if they're complaining about it when they're moving in and they haven't paid you the security deposit yet, then it's still technically on the rental market. Like it's still technically listed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't take you don't take the um, you don't take the listing off until you've received a security deposit and a signed lease. So if they're giving you grief about this, move on to the next tenant. Yeah. Um, and Johnny, my answer to your question would be that it's, um, you know, like we've done it both ways. It's never, we've been to the RTDRS a bunch of times. It's never been brought up by a tenant. It's never been questioned or challenged or anything like that. But 
when you look like in in my this in my eyes, obviously not a adjudicator or anything, but in my eyes, it is in the rental lease agreement saying that your rent amount is sixteen hundred dollars each month, and includes yada 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 yada. In the Landlord Tenant Act, it states that your security deposit cannot exceed one month's rent. Rent is sixteen hundred dollars. So I have not charged more than one month's rent. And utilities aren't a deposit. Utilities aren't a fee. Utilities aren't anything. They are part of your rent. So in my eyes, there's no foul play here. And what? Oh, nothing. I, I thought you were done. I was I was, I was. was just going to say that uh, Johnny says perfect explanation. Thank you. Um, I was just going to say that like... I did say in the beginning, this is a very good question because it could be open for debate. Yeah, 100%. But we feel confident in the way that we're approaching it, that the likelihood that it would ever be brought up for debate and the likelihood that we would be proven wrong is so slim that it's kind of worth the chance in our eyes. Not to say it's 100% right. And, you know, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm exposing myself to, you know, to being wrong here and, and I'm okay with that. Um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Cody, Cody asked as well about the rental discount and how we can, advertise that as well. Can you I know, just say, can I just say, uh, one last thing yeah, about sure. that though, is that, um, at the end of the day, when their lease is up and they've moved out and stuff. Like they're getting their deposit back unless they've like damaged and not paid rent and not paid this and not paid that. And at that point, what like so at that point when you land at the RTDRS because they owe you money because their damage deposit didn't cover all of their fees and they're saying, well, they charged me too much of a security deposit. I want the utility portion back, but they owe you more than that. What leg are they standing on? The adjudicator might say, well, oh, yeah, actually, you shouldn't have done that. You're not allowed to charge that much. But that doesn't discredit the fact that the tenant still owes you $500 on top of the, that $300 utilities that you charge them. They're not going to be like, give them back their three or $400 mm-hmm. because they still owe you money. They might be like, landlord, don't do that again. I. That's a great point. I just realized something and and I almost feel like Gabby and I are kind of backpedaling here to like to try and defend ourselves from being you know bad landlords who overcharge security deposits um you know and we're not doing it legally and that's why it's kind of I'll admit like it it, it, we, we were almost for a second there trying to defend ourselves and I just realized something and I think this will summarize it a lot better uh we're we're not having a debate right now the Johnny's example is not a debate about us charging too much for a security deposit because we have a listing that says rent plus utilities. And then once they come and meet us, we change the agreement. The, we have an advertisement for an offer on our advertisements for rent plus utilities. Okay. And in that example, the, the rent, the, sorry, if we were to use that same offer and they were to accept it, the security deposit would be equal to or less than the advertised rent of the offer. The thing is, is that when they come there, we are changing the offer. 
when they're within our suite, we say we've got two options. You can have the rent and you can pay the utilities yourself, or we can include the utilities in the rent and have it all inclusive. Now, if the all inclusive rent includes utilities, then the security deposit can be the total amount. So the debate comes is this, they would have to go to the RTDRS and make a claim that the security deposit is not equal to the advertised, the original advertised rent on the listing. And we would say that was what we have the offering that we advertised. But when they got there, they decided that they wanted the rent inclusive in the rent. Sorry, they wanted the utilities included in the rent and therefore the rent changed. And then the security deposit was equal to the rent. Done. May I just say, though, that I, I advertise lower amount and I only charge the security deposit of the lower amount, even if they've de decided to be inclusive. Yeah. Whatever I advertise I'm telling you is you what can I do charge. It. Yeah. I'm telling you you can legally yeah. do it. Yeah. Great and, question, Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, fine. We'll end the show. <laughs> I just realized, yeah, 17 minutes over. Is this our longest one yet? It will probably be our least successful as well. Uh, oh, because people like shorter, like under the yeah, hour. They're like, I'm not going to watch the hour and 20 minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're going to see that they're going to see the the title of like hodgepodge of rental property questions. And I'm like a hundred, an hour and 20 minutes of <laughs> hodgepodge. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. So I guarantee this will be our least downloaded show. But if you think it's valuable and Share you think it. that people should uh, <laughs> download it, then share it. Share it today on your social medias. Tell your friends all about this amazing podcast that you listen to and tell them where to find it. Or don't. Have you saved those extra questions that came through? Mm. Make sure you go back and grab them. There's some good questions. Yeah, yeah, I'll grab them and we'll answer them tomorrow. Sounds okay, guys. Good. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.